fine pastor and his wife and family. We sure do love Brother Moore. And um, God is just good. God is good. And I feel like today, I feel like just um, coming and encouraging and strengthening. Um, try to leave you in better shape than we found you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, anybody, anybody could use, is there anybody in the house that could use the blessings of the Lord a little bit more than what you got? Come on. Scripture said we have not because we ask not. Amen. And I feel that God has laid something on our hearts today that will be a blessing to us if, uh, like Pastor Moore has already said, if we'll be receptive to the Word of God. And that's where it's all at. It's, it's not about me and it's not about you. It's all about Him. Amen. And what, what, uh, if, if praises go up, I, I love the way this church worships and sings and I appreciate Brother Ford putting everything that he does into this um, and all the singers, but I'm just telling you, if you can set the atmosphere, God inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. Amen. God inhabits the praises of his people. And God hears everything. I know you're standing this morning, but God hears everything. God hears our complaining, our criticizing, our condemning. God don't answer none of that. God answers prayer. And he answers praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we can learn how to pray and learn how to praise. Amen. We can pray our way out of trouble. We can praise our way out of trouble. Hallelujah. Well, I feel good in the Holy Ghost today. If you'd like to turn to a passage of scripture, and I appreciate all the visitors that's here today. If you don't know me, you hadn't missed anything. You'll find that out soon enough. But if you don't know Jesus... Amen. If you don't know Jesus, amen, you've almost missed it all. Somebody said, you missed it all. I said, no. I said, because if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to miss hell. Amen. I said, because there's only two places. There's a heaven and there's a hell. And if you're going to heaven, you're going to have to go through the cross. Praise the Lord. You're going to have to know him. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to go to the book of St. Matthew, let's go to the 14th chapter and verse 14. And I will tell you today that um, it's no accident that you're here this morning. There are no accidents in God. You didn't just get up and just happen to end up at Bendale. Amen. God knew from the very beginning of time where you would be on this Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. In the book of St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, 14th verse, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. Everybody say compassion. Was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. 
He said, bring them hither to me. Everybody say, take it to Jesus. He said, bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, these three things God spoke to us this morning, he blessed, everybody say he blessed, and he brake, and he gave. He blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men besides women and children. For just a little while this morning, I want to preach on a thought, the benefits of living for God. The benefits of living for God. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? Pastor Moore, would you ask God's anointing on this service? God, we ask for nothing but your divine power and glory to move in this place today. Under your anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost, as you anoint Brother McKean, use him as a vessel, a tool of yours, as he brings forth the word. Help us to hear and understand what is being told to us today. We receive it by faith, allowing it, God, to be applied to our lives. So we give you honor, praise, and glory for all things through the lovely name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a good hand and clap of praise. Come on, it's God really been good to you. Hallelujah. I know I've told it before, but whenever they, they had the inauguration of the Pope, they said that he stepped out on a little platform on a balcony, and for over two hours, the crowd applauded before he could say anything. That's for a man that cannot forgive you of sin, that's for a man that cannot heal you. He can't save you. He can't deliver you. How much more should we give the God of glory that robed himself in flesh and entered into the back door of his own? Well, how much more should we praise him? Whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Before you're seated, turn to your neighbor and, and, and just tell them there's benefits in living for God. You may be seated. I want to read a portion of this scripture again and, and with that thought in mind, with that thought in mind, there's the benefits of living for God. I want you to listen carefully to this scripture as we read it this morning. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed their sick. Now this is the same thing that, that Pastor Moore talked about this morning. That God can be moved and touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Hallelujah. Amen. God saw this multitude and he was moved with compassion toward them. And the scripture said, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, the disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. 
Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. And Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give you them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed it. And he broke it. And he gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up of the fragments that remained twelve basketfuls. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil wants us to believe that God does not care about the situation that we're walking through. Amen. But I've come to preach to you this morning. Amen. That it is God's good pleasure. Amen. To bless his children. It's God's good pleasure to come down on a Sunday morning. Amen. Where somebody's gathered up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's God's good pleasure to go from one to another and give you that touch in the Holy Ghost that you so desperately need this morning. Amen. There's benefits in living for God. Amen. As this story began to unfold, we find that John the Baptist had just been beheaded and the disciples were so distraught about this. They were very upset about this and Jesus decided to take them away. Amen. Into a desert place for a few days. Amen. He was just going to get them away from the crowd, if you please. I feel sure that he had some things that he'd like to teach them and, and some things he'd like to minister unto them. Oh yeah, even the ministry has to be ministered unto. Amen. Even the ministry needs that extra touch of God. Amen. In our life, day by day by day. And there as Jesus began to lead them into a desert place, the scripture said that he looked around and he saw a multitude. Amen. That began to follow after them. And it was not an easy place to get to. They were climbing up on the side of a mountain. And there in that desert place, the scripture said it was a desert place. He saw those that were crippled. He saw those that were lame. Amen. He saw those that had afflictions in life. And maybe life had not really been fair to them. Amen. But they were they were in that multitude. And they were following after Jesus. Amen. Because there was something put down on the inside of their heart if I can just but touch the hem of his garment if I can just get in the presence of that almighty God amen can I tell you what brought you to the house of the Lord there's a never dying soul on the inside of you that said if I can just but touch the hem of his garment if I can get in the presence of that almighty God there's a God that does love me there's a God that does care about me. There's some benefits in living for God. Hallelujah. And the scripture said as he looked upon that multitude, he was moved with compassion. Amen. And he began to heal their sick. Can I tell you what kind of God we serve? If they had not been a multitude there that day, if it had just been one little woman or just one little man, amen, he would have still moved with the same compassion. He would have still loved with the same love. He would have still cared he still took the stripes for their healing that's what kind of God we serve there's some benefits in living for God hallelujah 
So many times today we're pressing, amen, we're pressing in the, in the material world, uh, in the financial world. We're wanting to hire on, uh, amen, where they got benefits. Uh, I, I, I hear them say, well, I got a good job. And the first thing they'll, they'll somebody ask them, what kind of benefits have you got? Uh, and they, they're looking for the benefits. Uh, they're not just looking for the initial pay, uh, but they're looking for some benefits. Uh, can I tell you something? I didn't get in this for a quick fix. I didn't get in this. Oh yeah. Run devil run. I'm going to preach a little bit if it lips have a devil in hell. I want you to know something. There's some long term gain. There's some benefits in living for God. If you'll stay with the church. If you'll stay with a plan of salvation. If you'll stay with a preacher. There's going to be some benefits in living for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We worked our way up through the company 28 and a half years. I, I hired on with a company and, and we worked our way up through the company. Me and another guy hired on at the same time for $274 an hour. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. God was good to me. I'm going to help somebody this morning if you'll let me. Amen. I begin to, I begin to just accelerate through that company. And then this other guy that hired on with me, he stayed in the same position for 28 eight years brother and there was a day we was out working on a job and he said hey can you tell me something he said we hired on the same week he said I believe it was about the same day and he said I'm still doing the same thing that I started out doing and he said you just been promoted and promoted he said can you tell me the difference I said yeah you hired on for 274 an hour and I hired on to the company amen there's benefits I said but you got to get it for yourself. There's some benefits here. Can I tell you something? You can just come in and sit down and call yourself apostolic. But I hired on. I said I hired on for the benefits of living for God. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. Oh I feel like preaching a little bit. If I had a penny this morning I would preach a little bit. Somebody give me a penny. Hallelujah. I pick them up, man. Some people don't, but I do. Amen. You see that right there? Amen. Tell me what it is, brother. That's a penny. That's a penny. That's a penny. Keep that, brother. There's too many people think we got to be Pentecostal. Amen. I'm just telling you something. My God's bigger than that. I said my God's bigger than that. There's some benefits in living for God. God will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings in your life like you can't contain it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can remember at our church you can be seated. I can remember when they had a tractor sitting out front with a big old tire tied on the front and they pushed all the vehicles off. About half of them wouldn't crank. Amen. But can I tell you something? If you'll learn to hire on amen from more than just sitting on a pew. If you'll learn to get in this plan of salvation and pray and let God open the windows of heaven. Amen. You ain't got to always be jumped off in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach it if it hurts himself a devil. Come here, brother. Hallelujah. 
It's all right for us to be up and it's all right to get down. It ain't never been all right to be in and out and in and out. It's all right. There's sometimes we're going to be up and there's sometimes we're going to be down. And there's sometimes you're going to need them to pray for you. But not ever service. Get you a new battery. If they got to jump you off every time we have church, there's something wrong. You don't know the benefits of living for God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. That went over like a lead balloon with some of you. Amen. I'm just telling you this morning. Amen. There's some benefits in serving God. Hallelujah. Amen. He looked on them with eyes of compassion. And brother, he began to heal their sick. Amen. Were they believers? No. Amen. They didn't know him through the Holy Ghost. Brother, they didn't know nothing about a Calvary that was fixing to come. Amen. They were following after him because of the loaves and the fishes. And there'll be some that'll come. And all they're looking for is the loaves and the fishes. Amen. But if they ever get hooked up and let that blood of Calvary get on them, they'll find out. Amen. There's benefits in living for God. Hallelujah. Benefits of living for God. Hallelujah. My mind running faster than I can preach this morning. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Amen. There's benefits. There's benefits in living for God. Praise God. You say, brother, you're just talking about monitor. I'm not talking about just this ain't no blab it and grab it game with me. Amen. But I will tell you this. You ain't got to have four different color hubcaps on your car. Amen. To be apostolic. God will let you ride in what you want to ride in. Amen. If you'll live for God. If you'll learn how to pray. If you'll worship God. There's some benefits in living for God. There ain't nothing wrong with living in a tar paper shack on the side of the road. And if God sees fit, I don't mind that not one bit. Amen. But God don't care if you got a fine home. Amen. There's some benefits in living for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a good life living for the Lord. Hallelujah. I know I probably told it here before. Amen. I had a, I had a good job. Worked with that gas company for some 28 and a half years. And man, I thought I was somebody. You hear me? Amen. In, in the early 90s, I was making like $5,000 a month. And that was pretty good money back then. I promise you it was. Amen. I, I, I mean, I felt like I was something. God was wanting me to just preach full time. And I was holding that security blanket. Amen. I'm not thinking that God was big enough. Amen. To take care of me. And I just wouldn't make that step of faith. Amen. But I'm telling you something. May the 16th of 98, they called me in that office. And they said, hey, McCain, we don't need you anymore. Amen. You're more of a liability than an asset. I'm telling you, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Amen. But I, I called my wife on the way to the house and I said, guess what? She said, what? I said, I'm scratching an unemployed head. She said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to do the same thing I've always done. I'm going to run to the church. I'm going to run to an altar of prayer. I'm going to put it on the altar. Amen. There's benefits in living for God. Got your Bible? It's Psalm 68, verse 19. Hold it for me. 
Oh, I feel the preacher just stepped into the room. And it ain't McCain. I'm just telling you. Amen. The Holy Ghost is here today. Amen. To minister to somebody if they'll let him. Hallelujah. 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 Anyway, I got down in that prayer room and I began to pray and to cry. And I began to pour my heart out before God. I was like a little baby. I was telling God. I was telling God. I said, God, I said, you know all the bills that I got to pay. And God, I still got a girl in high school. And God, you know that I need that job. And God, you know that I can't make it without that job. And the Holy Ghost began to talk to me. And God said, who am I? I said, who am I? And I'm just telling you there was something came over me. And I began to praise God from the depths of my heart. There was something come out of there that was bigger. Amen. Than the job I had. There was something started coming out. And I began to trust God. And God said, if you'll pray, I want you to hear what the Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said, if you'll pray, I'll pay. I jumped to my feet. I said, I'll show up for work every morning. Can I tell you what God's done? God's let me see the benefits of living for God. I can probably count on both hands the mornings since May the 16th of 98 that I hadn't been in that prayer room. Amen. Can I tell you something? Amen. Is there anybody in here works for somebody else? Everybody self-employed. Lord, what a blessed church. Anybody in here that owns all your own business and you got somebody else working for you? Raise your hand. If they don't show up for work, do you still pay them? No. Uh-uh. There's some benefits in working for you. But they got to show up for work. And I'm telling you, brother, I come up off that floor when the Holy Ghost said, if you'll pray, I'll pay. I jumped and I got a hold of it. And I said, God, I'm going to show up for work every morning. Hallelujah. And, and I called my wife when I was leaving the prayer room. And, and I said, God just spoke to me. And she said, well, what did he say? I said, I just got hired on full time. Hallelujah. I said, God said, if I'd show up to pray, God was going to pay. And she said, well, did he tell you what he was paying? I said, no, but it'll be enough. I'll, I'll promise you that, that God's going to take care of his children, that God's going to have benefits for those that are live for God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can be seated. I got home, my wife, now this is a faith killer. My wife had all the bills laid out on the snack bar. <laughs> I said, just push all that stuff and put it in a drawer somewhere. I said, I don't want to look at it. And I said, take your calculator and all them pencils and pens. I said, you put that up somewhere. I said, it'll run me crazy if I try to figure out how God's going to do this. I said, but I'm going to let God be God. I'm going to let God be God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to let God be God. Brother, in the Psalms uh, 68 verse 19. Blessed be the Lord. Who weekly loadeth us. Who monthly comes by and pays us a visit. 
I'm just telling you something. Blessed be the name of the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Hallelujah. Amen. But can I tell you the only way you're going to get loaded with those benefits, you got to show up for work. You got to be faithful to the house of God. You got to be faithful to prayer. You got to be faithful to living for God. You got to show up to get those benefits from God. There was a multitude that followed him out on the hillside that day. Amen. I'm sure there was some that was still in town. And they did not get their healing. They did not get deliverance. It was to those that showed up that day. Hallelujah. Did you finish that? Even the God of our salvation. God goes a lot further than just saving us. Hallelujah. I'm telling you something. You can get by on the bare necessities if you want to. And you can be saved. Or you can let God open the windows of heaven and begin just to pour out blessings in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. If you'll learn how to not to dam up your pond. Amen. A preacher come by preaching one time and, and he just picked me out of the crowd. He said, McCain, let me tell you something. He said, if you want the blessings of God to keep flowing, don't ever dam up your pond. And I questioned him. I said, at your church, I said, what was you talking about? He said, God can pour the blessings out on you, but as long as you hoard it up to yourself and you dam up your pond and you don't let it flow, he said, that's all you're going to get. He said, but if you ever learn to give and you ever learn to put it back in the hands of God, he said, God will bless it. God will break it. God will multiply it. But you got to put it back in the hands of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus began to look at that multitude and he was healing them. And all the disciples were thinking about was material things and carnal things. And they began to say, send them away. Why don't you just send the multitude away? It's evening time and they need to find them a place to eat somewhere. And Jesus looked at those disciples. And this may have been what he was going to teach them up on that mountain anyway. And he looked at them and he said, no need to send them away. Amen. We'll, we'll feed them right here. He said, just bring me whatever you got. I'm just telling you something. When the drug addict comes through the door, don't send them away. Amen. When the family that's in trouble comes through the door, don't send them away. Bendale, you got what it takes. Amen. To feed the multitude. Hallelujah. 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 You got what it takes. Don't send them away. Amen. I'm just telling you something. Alcoholics Anonymous is not the answer. Amen. Rehab ain't the answer. I'm telling you what the answer is. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Baptized in that only name. Amen. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm just telling somebody in this house this morning. Amen. Don't give up on life until you turn it over to Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, What have you got among you? And he said, We got five loaves and two fish. It's nothing but just a kid's meal. And God said, bring it here. Amen, bring it here. Can I tell you something? The biggest step in being blessed of God is to, is to break your will. Every one of us is born with a self-will. Hallelujah. And as long as we got our way, 
and our will. I was holding on to that. I was holding on to that 5000 a month. I didn't see where I could make it without it. But I'm telling you something. We can be Pentecostal or we can let God open the windows of heaven and pour it out in our life. Amen. It all belongs to him anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just telling you something. There's some benefits in living for God. My children, you say, well, brother, I'm not a self-willed person. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. My children, I raised three little girls, and brother, I'm telling you something. They must have took after their mama. They was hard-headed as a brick. I know they didn't get after me. I still got all mine. Hallelujah. But they were self-willed. Sister, I saw one of my girls one time. She threw a biscuit down on the floor. She just threw a little fit. I know you probably had never threw a fit. But my girl did. She threw a fit. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. That ain't feathers under their little wings. I'll tell you. Hallelujah. She threw that biscuit down. And I said, pick that up. She stood there just like us wooden statue what was it was that self will self will I said pick that up I said look I'm going to spank you if you don't pick that up she just stood there can I tell you something our will has got to be broken if we're going to get the benefits of living for God I took me a switch and I wore that girl out she still wouldn't pick it up. I took her hand and put it down on that biscuit and mashed that biscuit and picked it up. But she didn't ever do it again. But that self-will had to be broken. And I'm going to tell you something. As an adult, it don't get less. It gets stronger. And it gets stronger. And I'm telling you, whenever God says, you give it, give it to me, I'm sure there was somebody wasn't wanting to give up their bread and fish, brother. What have you got? I got just enough for me. That's what I got. I brought mine. Let the rest of them do what they want. Put it in the hands of Jesus. Don't damn your pond up. Amen. If you'll put it in the hands of Jesus, let Jesus show you what he can do with it. And there as they brought him those five loaves and two little fish. And the scripture said the first thing he did, he blessed it. He can never bless it as long as you've got it in your hands. I'm not talking about just, just money. I'm talking about anything in life. He can't give you peace of mind until you turn it over to him. He can't bring happiness in your life until you turn it over to him. And the scripture said that he blessed it and he broke it. And then he multiplied it. I'm telling you something. There's some benefits in living for God. But you got to bring it and put it in the hands of Jesus. There's some of you here today, you're walking through the greatest trial that you ever walked through in life. And you're holding to it yourself. And Jesus is telling you, if you'd just put it in my hands and let your will be broken. If you could just put it in my hands and let me take care of it. There's some things that's just too big for you to handle. Amen. Go to, go to Isaiah 53 and verse 5, brother. And there is Jesus. He began to bless 
and he broke it and he multiplied it. But I want you to hear what he did next. He didn't just throw it out to the multitude. He gave it to his preachers. And he said, you give it to the multitude. Can I tell you something? God's plan is still in effect today. Amen. When we, when we break our will and we put things in the hands of God, amen, and then God's going to bless it and break it and multiply it, but He's going to give it to your preacher to give back. Amen. You'll be fed. You'll be fed by the disciples, by the preacher. And there, I'm just telling you, somebody come that day expecting a miracle. Amen. Some 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children, and the scripture had already said that they were in a desert place. But now the scripture also said he made them to sit down on the grass. I'm telling you, I don't care how rough it seems. I don't care what part of the mountain you're on. You're climbing up or you're coming down. If you're in the will of God, God's always got a place of comfort somewhere along the way. Hallelujah. Said he made them to sit down on that grass. And they begin to, they begin to, Feed it to them. Brother, it wasn't long. They made the second round. Said, here, get you some more. Get you some more. And they said they all ate. And they were all filled. Hallelujah. You living beneath your privilege. Whenever you come and go from the place of the holy. And you hadn't let God fill you. Hallelujah. You're living beneath your privilege when you come to the house of the Lord. And we hold and harbor things in our heart and in our minds. And we say, well, God's not really interested in my problem. God's not really interested in what's going on in my life. I'll assure you this morning that God cares. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 53 verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. Life, life is less than perfect. I'm just telling you. Life has got some forks in the road. And I, don't, I can't speak for everybody else, but there's been times I took the wrong road. There's been times that I, I made the wrong choices in life. But God said, I was wounded for your transgressions. I was bruised for your iniquities. I'm just telling you something. The devil wants us to live in the, in the muck and the mire of yesterday's faults and failure and error and sin. But Jesus is saying if you'd learn how to pray, I'll daily load you with benefits. If you'll learn just to give it to me, I'll take that thing that looks like it is so horrible and I'll turn it into a blessing. I'll let you know how big that God is. Hallelujah. He was bruised for our iniquities. Read. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Read. I want you to hear this. And with his stripes, we are healed. We're living beneath our privilege. Amen. When we don't accept the healing power of God. Amen. We're living beneath our privilege. Hallelujah. Amen. When we don't let God fix and mend and heal, He's already took the stripes for it. Amen. He's already took the chastisement for our peace. Amen. How many here could use a little bit more peace in life today? 
Sure you can, sure you can. Some of you's in a turmoil. It looks like hell's camped out around your doorsteps and you're wondering which way to go. What do I need to do? Put it in the hands of God and tell God, you need to hire on with God and say, God, I'm gonna put it in your hands and God, whatever you see fit to do with it, let my will be broken. Amen, not my will, Lord, but thine be done. I'm tired of living the way I'm living. I'm tired of being the way I God, I want the benefits of living for God. Hallelujah. By his stripes that we were healed. I wish I was as bold this morning as I was. One of the first revivals that I ever preached was a little place called Mill Creek. Probably some of you don't know where it's at. Amen. But there was over 100 people got the Holy Ghost in that revival, brother. Amen. One of the first or second, maybe the second revival I ever preached. But brother, I was, I was as wild as a wild man back then. And there was a lady come in. Lady come in there and I'm telling you, she had her hooked up on IV and they brought the IV pole with her. Come down there for prayer. And uh, I didn't know what was wrong with her. It didn't matter what was wrong with her. Amen. The scripture said by his stripes that we are healed. And I just, I'm just telling you, I just stepped out as faith, just being young and ignorant, just trusting God. Amen. And I told that church, I told them, I said, if God don't heal this woman, whatever it is, if God don't heal this woman, I'll close that Bible and never preach again. We laid hands on her and prayed for her. And whenever we prayed for her, the preacher got me by the arm and called me. He said, man, you don't know it. He said, but that woman's got brain cancer. I said, then let me tell you again, devil. I said, if my God don't heal that woman, I'll close that book and never preach again. Can I tell you what? She's still alive today. I said she's still alive today. Amen. God's got benefits in living for God. Hallelujah. I'm just telling somebody here this morning amen you're living beneath your privilege. Amen. God's already paid the price for you. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I don't know if anybody in here knows Sister Gail Spears. You know her? Amen. Anybody? All right. I'm just telling you something. I never laid eyes on her in my life. She walked through the doors of that revival. Sat back there on a a pew. Have you ever preached Brother Stephen Spears? You ever preached? That's his mom I'm talking about. Ask him. Amen. And I'm just telling you, that Holy Ghost, that boldness of the Holy Ghost, she's sitting right back there in the back, brother, like where you sat this morning. I told her, I said, stand up, sister, stand up. She stood up, got out in the aisle. I told her, I said, you've been praying for something for 25 years. I said, the devil's told you it won't never come to pass. I said, if it don't come to pass this week, I'll close that book. And I won't ever preach again. She started speaking in tongues and passed out. I'm telling you, the power of God hit her and slayed her out on the floor. Amen. Yeah, the Holy Ghost still works. Amen. Her son come to me. He said, that's my mama. And he said, my daddy's been back backslid 25 years has not walked through the doors of the church I said you better get ready hallelujah amen I'm going to tell you what happened the next night he come through the doors of that church and run to an old fashioned altar and God baptized him with the Holy Ghost and fire there's benefits in living for God 
There's benefits in living for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God knows every time that we pray. God knows every time that we cry out unto him. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 and 24, I think that's where it's at. Amen. And Isaiah was talking about a healing for the body. Amen. I can tell you miracle after miracle after miracle that God has done. Amen. Sister Pauline Summerall in our church, in our home church. Amen. She broke her leg. Multiple fractures up here. Amen. Broke her leg. And the next day they put a cast on that leg. And that night she came to church. And I'm just talking about the preacher was preaching about faith. It wasn't me. It was a preacher preaching on faith. All of a sudden I seen that woman get up. And here she come toward the front of the church. And she got up there and sat on the altar. And brother the cock said you want us to pray for us she said I want you to pray for me and I'm going to believe that God's going to heal this broke leg she said I'll tell you how much I believe it I want you to cut this cast off amen and let God do it brother Cox told her he said I'm going to tell you what you do he said we'll cut it off if you want it cut off and we cut it I helped cut that cast off of her leg and he told her he said now don't you move till you feel the power of God The church began to pray. And it wasn't long. I seen it. She started, started speaking in tongues. And you could see that Shekinah glory come on her. And she stood up off that altar and she stood on both feet like that. It wasn't long. She began to worship and praise her. And I'm talking about she was worshiping God. And then she just started. She started doing her feet like that. And brother, it wasn't but just a minute the power of the Holy Ghost hit that woman. And she began to shout across that church. And she began to run the aisles of that church. Amen. That old cast hung on the walls of our church for years. These benefits in living for God. I said you're living beneath your privilege. Amen. When you come and go from the place of the holy and you don't let God touch you. The scripture said that he is moved and touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Hallelujah. If he was moved with compassion on the multitude, he's moved with compassion by your needs this morning. In the book of Isaiah, it talked about by his stripes that we were healed. We are healed. Hallelujah. In the book of 1 Peter 2 and 24. I'm telling you, he took him own self, his own self. He said, I'll provide myself a lamb. And he nailed our sins to the cross of Calvary that we might go free. If the devil can try to keep your mind bogged down with, with faults and failures and shortcomings and mess ups in life, You'll never live a victorious life. But if you realize that Jesus has paid the price, He took care of our transgressions. He takes care of our iniquities. He takes care of our shortcomings. He nailed it to the cross of Calvary. And I'm going to tell you something. I plead the blood this morning. I said I plead the blood. There's benefits in living for God. Hallelujah. Read for me. That we. Everybody say we. That we being dead to sin. Should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes. You were healed. Now these stripes. 
were not for the healing of the body. If you'll study it, it's a spiritual healing. Those, there's some that's here this morning. You need to let God give you a spiritual healing. Been wounded. Hurt. Hurt. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know where to go or what to do. God's telling you by my stripes, you were healed. God wants to bring a spiritual healing to somebody in this house this morning. I just got to obey the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't know if I ever laid eyes on y'all before. This, y'all are a family, mother, daughter. Let me just tell you what the Holy Ghost showed me this morning. Storm, storm that has just encompassed you. I'm talking about surrounded you. Looked like hell camped out on your doorsteps. Look at me, sister. But God's got your hand. And God sees the other side of the storm. God sees the other side. And God will take you through this storm if you'll let him. But you're going to have to break your will and put it in the hands of God. Lift your hands, both of you right now, in Jesus' name. I need to pray in church this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command every spirit of hell that has hindered. God, you loose it right now, God. God, let an anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, sister, believe God right now. Hallelujah. Amen. God said you're living beneath your privilege today. God's got benefits. If you'll just reach out for it, God's got benefits in living for him. Oh, I need to pray in church this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's benefits today. By his stripes we are healed. Amen. God wants to bring a spiritual healing in the house. God wants to bring physical healing in the house. Amen. God wants to bring financial healing in the house. Amen. God's got benefits in living for him. Hallelujah. Come to the music. I'm fixing to close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more scripture, brother. If you'd go to, I think it's in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I'm just telling you something. God hadn't lost control. Hallelujah. God hadn't lost control. When we wake up and we don't know what we're going to do, God already knows what he's going to do. Oh, I wish I could get a witness this morning. There's been many times in my life that I didn't know what I was going to do, but God already knew what he was going to do for me. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil wants you to believe that God's trying to make it so straight that you can't make it. That's what the devil wants you to believe. The devil's wanting you to believe that that trial that you're going through is bigger than God. Well, I got news for you. The devil's a liar, sis. It ain't bigger than God. Hallelujah. And in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 I believe. This is God speaking. He said for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Saith the Lord. You know it's real good to know that whenever we don't know what we're facing, we, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, that God already knows the thoughts that he's thinking toward us. Hallelujah. 
when life is so uncertain and we don't know which way to turn. And, but God already knows the thoughts that he is thinking toward us. And I want you to listen to his thoughts. Thoughts of peace. It's God's good desire to give you peace of mind. Hallelujah. He said, I have not come to bring a spirit of fear, but of peace and of love and of a sound mind. We ought to be able to lay down on our pillow at night regardless of the situation and say, God, when it's too big for me, I know it's not too big for you. And God, when I don't know what I'm going to do, I know that you already know the steps and the way that you're going to lead me. And the scripture said that he knows his thoughts toward you, that they're thoughts of peace and not of evil. Read. God's going to bring you to an expected end. God's expecting you to be saved. He didn't go to Calvary for nothing. Can I say, tell you this morning? And I shouldn't, I shouldn't even pick anybody else out. Just let me use my cane. God's going God's to save me not because I'm perfect. Not because, it, like Paul, I hadn't, I hadn't attained it and not as though I were perfect. But I'm pressing after it. And in life... This Holy Ghost is not a destination. It's not a place that you just arrive and you say, I'm there. But it's a journey through life. And there's times that you've got to accelerate and there's times that you've got to put on the brakes. There's times you'll have to get somebody to pull you out of the ditch. But it don't change your destination of where you was going. And God said, I have come to bring peace and not evil. And I've come to bring you to a determined end. Hallelujah. I thank God that the blood of Calvary is bigger than all the problems in life. The blood of Calvary is bigger than, it's bigger than the divorce courts. It's bigger than the, the drugs. It's bigger than the alcohol. It's bigger than the problems that we face in life. It's bigger than the broken home. It's bigger than the broken heart. And it said that Jesus was interested in the broken pieces because after everybody was filled, everybody, he said, go pick up the broken pieces, the fragments. And sometimes we look at other people in life and they look like they got it so much together. I'm just preaching to us this morning. They look like they got everything together. And we're like Humpty Dumpty. We're just broken pieces. That all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put us together again. But Jesus can. Jesus can. Can I tell you, somebody come expecting a miracle that day. There was somebody brought 12 empty baskets. They come expecting something. They come expecting God to do something. Hallelujah. You say, well, I'm not the preacher and I'm not the teacher. and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. My daddy told me, we, we was raised up on a, 
farm, had horses all her life. And long before a song come out about it, my daddy, this was his saying. He said, boy, don't sell your saddle. He said, life's a long, hard ride. And whenever we'd go off on a little trip or something, he'd say, always learn, just use what you got in your saddlebags. You can make it. I'm just telling you, you may not be the preacher or the song leader. You may not be the Sunday school teacher. But if you'll use what you got, if you'll use what you got, you can pray. You can worship. You can open the windows of heaven. You can get the benefits of living for God. There's something about just putting yourself in that will of God and knowing. Paul said, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Did he have some rough days, Brother Ford? He wrote most everything that he wrote out of prison. But he never considered himself a prisoner of the world. Not one time will you find it. He said, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. You need to know that even though life is maybe life is maybe give you some hard turns. I mean, it could still be the will of God. But if you'll just learn to put everything in the hands of God. Heard the story this morning about a preacher. Said he was just a, he was just a very dynamic preacher. Preached in a large church, had a big congregation. And he said he had several home mission churches going and Said his day was just filled, 16 to 20 hours a day, was just seeing about people, evangelizing, seeing about the home mission churches. And his, his saying was, it's good to be in the will of God. It's good to be in the will of God. And he was hit by a stroke. And he couldn't get around like he could. And he turned his church over to the assistant and he was still seeing after the home mission churches and still going and he was telling them, he said, it's good to be in the will of God. It's good to be in the will of God. And they said another stroke come and left him paralyzed on one side and said he still ministered to people. He still wrote articles of faith and still called and checked and would go and visit he always had a smile and said, it's good to be in the perfect will of God. And another stroke came and it left him to where he couldn't talk. He couldn't move. And this preacher come to visit him and he said, surely, surely he won't have that report that he's always had. I don't know what he'll say. And said that preacher as he walked into the room and that man on a bed couldn't move and just could mumble a few words and he said something and he didn't understand what he said and he asked his wife and his wife said, it's good. He said, it's good to be in the perfect will of God. He said that God's gave him a new ministry. And he asked him, he said, what is it? He said, I'm full time in intercessory prayer. When life don't look like it's giving us its very best, we need to get the very best out of life. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some benefits in being in the will of God and, and living for God. There's some benefits today. And I know I could preach on, but I'm just telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Somebody needs to come to these altars this morning as they sing and pour your heart out on these altars. Don't leave the way that you come. Don't leave the way that you come, but you need to, as this church stands this morning, there's some things you need to lay on this altar today before you walk out of this church. And sis, I sure hope I didn't embarrass you, but I'm just telling you what the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Little lady, I'm just telling you, it's been, been a trial. It seemed like it's been a storm for you. But if you had put your heart and your body and mind and soul in the hands of God this morning, there ain't no telling what God could do for you. God will give you that peace of mind that passes all understanding. Amen. As these good folks of Bendale come this morning, if you're here and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're living beneath your privilege. You need, you need to get the benefits of living for God. Yes. Scripture said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you. Did you bring a basket this morning expecting something? Jesus said, I'll pick up all the broken pieces. Don't leave nothing. I'll, I'll pick up the broken pieces. They some here today, you need to bring the broken pieces of life and put it on this altar. Some of you today has got children out of the ark of safety and it's too big for you. Torment your mind day from day. You need to come and put it on the altar and say, God, whatever it takes. God, you're bigger than I am. You're big enough to take care of it. These altars are open today. Is there anybody in here that wants to hire on more than just for the hour, but wants to hire on for the benefits of living for God? These altars are open today. Say same.
but I know that he promised a heart full of singing about the very things that once broke hands. So give them all, give them all, just give them all.
Why don't you just wrap up all the shattered dreams of your life and bring them to the feet of Jesus and lay them down. Just give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. Just let to Give them all to Jesus, and He will.